Life's pretty good here in the barn at Longleaf Breeze. We're both enjoying the time we spend together. So how come it is that we're talking about making all these changes? Welcome to Longleaf Breeze. Beginners learning subsistence farming using three simple principles. Approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it. And we don't make allness statements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, And welcome to our podcast of April 27th, 2011. Our 80th podcast. Wow, that's quite an achievement. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> we, we must be getting tired of ourselves. <laughs> yes. If you have listened to all 80 or 79 of our podcasts up until now. Our congratulations and condolences. Yes. <laughs> and we thank you. Um, but you brought up an interesting point in your statement there, Lee, uh, that we do want to make some changes. You've, uh, if you've been listening to the previous podcast, you know that we've sold our house in Birmingham. Um, we have many items in storage or sort of in the way out in our storage room here at the barn. <laughs> we can't live like this much longer. So, um, and, we, and we don't have a place for guests to stay comfortably when they come. And, and you know, we've, we've left a community of people who are 100 miles away and it's not an easy day trip just to come. We have friends who do it. We have some people coming this weekend. But um, it would be nice to be able to offer a place to stay. So let's back up and talk a little bit about how we got to this point. Okay. You and I live in this little apartment in the pole barn, and we did not initially anticipate that we would be quite so comfortable here. Right. But we are. I, I think it is safe to say. Yes. Uh, very comfortable living in this tiny little home in the pole barn. Uh, plenty of room for everything we need to do. And as one of our friends pointed out last weekend, uh, who actually lives in a space about the size of our apartment and does not have the benefit of the other things in the pole barn, we're sort of cheating. Yeah. Because we have lots of storage space outside our little home, but under cover where it's safe. But we love it here. The challenge is that you have identified hospitality as your primary spiritual gift. It's up there, yeah. And because you've identified hospitality as your spiritual gift, you feel a yearning, a need, if you will, to welcome people here, to entertain people here, have them come and um, be our guests. And that Although we have done it a couple of times here in the barn, it's a little awkward to do right. entertaining here. Right. Uh, overnight is, is what you're referring to because we just have one, it's one big room. And we do have a separate bathroom or, or if you're from Canada, you would say washroom. If you're from the UK, you would toilet. St- it's Well, it's the bathroom and the toilet combined. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, we and do I have a shower. we have two full baths because we have a composting toilet just outside the door, which is my uh, favorite way to eliminate that sort of thing. And um, so I, I, I will argue we have two full and, baths. And an outdoor shower, but, the, but it does not have any privacy, <laughs> as they would say in the UK. There's no, there's no boundary around the shower. It's just a shower that it sprays out into the open so which works great if you're here by yourself or you're not trying to 
just the two of private. us. Yeah, fine. but you can't really ask your guests to shower out there, and it's a little awkward for you to shower out there when you have guests. So, um, and then we have uh, two utility sinks. You haven't mentioned those. No, I. We haven't. both have our little areas where we have uh, uh, actually a separate make uh, um, medicine cabinet and utility and vanity lights and all of that. So you could make it, but it, but it's still you know there's the problem of feeling private or and and I like to come in and use the indoor um facilities uh, we also we have a futon out on the um on the back porch so you could actually sleep out there but suffice it to say all of those things included it's a little awkward it's a little awkward to and have it, people spending the night with us and in cold weather that futon's not a very great sleeping and obviously option. one solution would be to add on build some more space here within the barn um, I have continued to be concerned about the cost of heating and cooling any additional space. And I have resisted adding living space out of fear that it might need to be heated and or cooled. Right. Um, so that's how we came up with the concept of building the lodge. Right. And, and at first, we thought, as you had said earlier, the apartment would be what I'm calling an apartment in the, in the barn, would be a temporary arrangement, and we would later build a house up the hill. But uh, And when I say up the hill, it's about 175 feet from this pole barn uh, up on a site that has a really nice view of the valley, and we've talked about that before. Um, but now we're thinking, because we want to just stay here, We'll call it a lodge because that's where others will spend the night if they are here visiting and that we'll entertain. And not to say we won't use it, but we won't live in it all the time. We will use it when we have guests. What we're planning is a building that has, just a brief guide to the floor plan here, a large outdoor pavilion, just open air, that'll be uh, 36 feet long by 50 feet wide, then a very large screen porch, 24 feet long by 50 feet wide. Then um, a large family room, about 36 feet long, about 25 feet wide. Three modest bedrooms, a studio for you to use for uh, music as well as for uh, spending time with our grandchildren. Yeah, like arts and crafts and right. games, that kind of thing. And an open air porch. So that's the summary of the lodge um, from one end to the other. Um, the nicest thing to me about the lodge, and obviously it's not the biggest thing to a lot of people, but for us, or for me, the biggest, the, the nicest thing about the lodge is that when we are not using it, it will use no energy. And as soon as I say no energy, you and I have a conversation. Right. We will have a refrigerator in there. And my solution is, when we're not using the lodge, we uh, turn the refrigerator off so that it is actually using no electricity. Uh, you're troubled by that because you're concerned that it would be, one, a whole lot of work to clean it out every time. We yeah, you couldn't leave anything it. in there. Yeah. And two, that it might cause the refrigerator not to work as well. Right. I just know that the we've had... Our previous refrigerator was a little quirky about what was in the freezer and how well it worked and all. And so it, we need to do some investigation about that. And a steady state of keeping it on a low setting might actually be 
use less energy in the long run, especially if you were doing a lot of entertaining, then on, off, on, off. Um, I don't want to have to take a jar of mayonnaise back and forth every time I need to use it. I mean, just there's a lot of what I can see as maintenance for very little savings, probably. But well, you say very little savings, but refrigerators are energy hogs. But we're going to get a really efficient one. We've already no, decided. we're going to get a really efficient one down here. The refrigerator oh. up in the lodge is going to be a normal refrigerator that uses a whole lot of energy when it's working. So, But, you know, I, my time is worth something. And my time of going back and forth and taking little bits of things here and there, when, you know, two days later we might be using it again, I'm saying, hmm, you know, maybe. Oh, sure. If we're talking about shutting it down for two days and then cranking it back up again, you're going to leave the refrigerator on. But that's not the normal mode. Another option would be to just chunk this refrigerator and get two energy-efficient ones. But that's another whole conversation, isn't it? Uh, which would be <laughs> fine if money were unlimited. Yeah, but, well, uh, who knows? And it's not. So we're, uh, that's, as you can tell, that's an ongoing conversation that we are having. But let's put the refrigerator on the shelf. But for the refrigerator, I think we're agreed that yeah. the lodge will use no energy when it's not in use. Right. And you wonder, how could you do that? Don't you have to leave the heat on at a low level to make sure the pipes don't freeze, for example? Mm -hmm. One of the wonderful things about the longleaf breeze method of building, which we've developed here in the barn and will replicate up at the lodge, is the way it uses the sun's heat in the winter and shuts out the sun's heat in the summer. Right. What that has meant here in the barn is that we can go off and leave the barn in the height of the wintertime, even if the temperature is going down to 12 degrees, and know it will never exceed 50 degrees here mm -hmm. in the barn. Yeah. Um, that's nice. That is very nice. And, and so using that uh, strategy... Building the lodge should enable us to, to not, I mean, we can easily check on things, but uh, not worry about pipes freezing and that kind of thing. That's It'll right. It'll be just fine. And by the same token, in the summertime, when the summer heat is so brutal here in central Alabama, it never gets warmer than 90 degrees in a shut-up space with no sun penetrating it. Because it, even the hottest day is followed by a night when the temperature is, you can guarantee it's going to go down to 75 or so. Yeah, so. So no. over uh, uh, the period of time, even in the most brutal hot time of the summer, um, it's rarely going to get above 90 degrees in the apartment. So That's true. Um, so, you know, if you, if you have that confidence that the space will do a lot of the heating and cooling for you, then you don't have to talk about using a heat pump to stay warm or a heat pump to stay cool just for the systems. Obviously, for human comfort, you do what you need to do and what you feel like you need to do to make your guests feel welcome. Exactly, yeah. But uh, for, to just take care of the equipment and so forth, the space does that for you. Right. So should we talk about what we're excited about about the lodge? Absolutely. I think just having... That space for entertaining and having a place for people to feel comfortable and at home and um, enjoy the farm, spend several days instead of a quick trip, 
uh, we have uh, in the in the summer. A lot of people tend to come in the summertime because, or or the late spring, early summer, because that's when they can get off from their work, their school, whatever obli- obligations they have. Well, that also happens to be the time that if we want to take people out hiking the trails and that kind of thing, <laughs> you better do it early in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to get blazing hot. And, and so if people spend the night here, yeah. we can talk about getting out early in the morning. Exactly. If they're driving here from 100 miles away, it becomes more complicated. Yeah. We don't want to say, well, you need to leave at 5 in the morning to get here so we can go out there at 7. But, uh, you know, this way that we can say, first, you want to go see the other side of the property, we'll walk over there at 8 in the morning instead of, two in the afternoon. Exactly. Um, so I think that does excite me. And just uh, in the wintertime, you know, when it's really brutally cold, I know we entertained 14 people for a dinner party here um, in our small apartment because the day that we had scheduled to have the party, it was too cold to even, and, and windy. And I remember very, that. We were going to actually windy. have a bonfire. Too cold and windy to even spend any time outside. So just having a little room to spread out when we have that kind of a crowd in inclement weather will be be fun. Um, all right. I'll, I'll go ahead and talk about a couple of things that are exciting to me about it as well. One of them is the view. As you yeah, talked about nice. earlier, when, once we cleared for the orchard, and in particular after Dave Gray cleared just below the orchard with his bulldozer, we have this wonderful view out over the Coosa, Tallapoosa um, Basin and um, it's just very pleasant mm-hmm. to contemplate the prospect of people coming to see us and enjoying that beautiful view while they um, relax with a glass of wine or engage in some good conversation or have dinner with us or whatever. Right. And, you know, we don't have to wait till we have guests to go sit on the porch and enjoy that view. We could do that every evening if we don't live in the lodge. I mean, it's 175 feet away. Yes, we could, Farmer-in-Chief. Maybe one day we should do that instead of you're staying out there until 8 o'clock with my saying, Honey, don't you want to come in? <laughs> you're right. You're right. It's, it's not your husband who's keeping us from doing that. Yes, that's true. Um, let's see. What else is exciting? Oh, I'll tell you something that's exciting. I am looking forward to the end of the company bed. One of the things that happens when you <laughs> when you live in a 600-square-foot space is that the place where you sleep is also the place where you entertain. And we have this idea that when people come to see us, they can't see the bed the way we, it normally is. They have to see it with all these cute little pillows on it. It's just so. two... Or three extra pillows. It's not a big problem. <laughs> so whenever somebody's coming to see us, we have the company bed. And I'm looking forward to getting to graduating from the company bed. But you know we're going to still need the company bed when we have anything like an open house. That is, people coming to the farm to tour and they want to see every nook and cranny. I'm going to put those extra pillows on the bed for that. <laughs> and I'll sneak in when you've done that and take them back off again. No, you put better our not. Bed back the way no, you can put it back the way it, before you go to bed that night. <laughs> uh, well, you want to talk a little bit about other? Oh, well, is there something that bothers you about having Absolutely. the, the what, lodge? And you and I have talked about this. I love our life. I love the fact that you and I live together in a tiny space that we bump into each other, oh, I don't know how many times a day, 50 anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. We are encountering each other and touching base with each other. 
sometimes you know often working together but even when we're not working together we keep bumping into each other anytime you add another living space i worry that it will become a place where one of us hangs out that you will spend more time up in the lodge it's almost like almost certain to be you who would spend more time up there and I who would spend more time down here. I will have to for maintenance, I'll be honest. I think just to keep get it ready for people to come, clean up, that kind of thing. And and I am already grieving over the separation from you when you are up in the lodge and I'm away from there and as a result we see each other less. That's you know, the the money, I'd love not to be spending the money, but the real thing that worries me is adding another place where one of us needs to spend a whole lot of time and what that means for our relationship. So that's that's my concern in a nutshell okay. about the lodge. Well, we'll deal with that. I, I think we can actually overcome that. Well, I hope so. Um and, and let's talk just a little bit about, we, we say the lodge, but there's actually a list of tasks, um, a list of projects that when we talk about the lodge, we're really talking about phase two. Um, we'll sort of lay need, out. Yeah, we need to go through them include. quickly because we're running out of time. But uh, we definitely have um, some areas here in the barn that need to be organized better and using space more efficiently and we'll have some of those changes made at the same time as we build the, the um, lodge up there. Mm -hmm. We've talked about having a solar thermal water heater installed down here for our use in the barn area. And briefly we talked about doing it in the lodge but decided with the intermittent use we expect of the lodge, it's difficult to justify the cost of a solar thermal water heater up there. It's not hard at all to justify right. it here in the barn because this is where our, we will be hanging out 365 days yeah, a year. Yeah, where we use all the more of the hot water. Uh, we also want to finish off our uh, water rainwater collection. Um, I mean, we have the beginnings of that, but you want to elaborate on what we plan to do about that? And I won't try to elaborate other than to say that includes a lower tank to catch rainwater when it's coming off in a storm, an upper tank to store rainwater that we will call on when we ask for water, and a system of pumps and pipes in between them so that we will have a steady supply of water in the upper tank whenever we call yeah, for it. Yeah. We want to put some PV panels Photovoltaic panels. Yeah, and we're thinking on the barn. I don't know why we couldn't do them on the lodge as well, but that's something we can talk about. Well, the reason I'm thinking we'll do them on the barn is that we can pretty much guarantee we're not going to add any more trees south of the barn. Oh. And we're not quite sure what we're going to do with this space Good uh, point. immediately south of the lodge. Yeah, if we were to shade it, it would make a difference. <clears throat> of course, we need to have parking for all these people who will be coming, so that will be a factor. We'll need to have the parking installed, and we can elaborate later on, on how we plan to do that. Uh, drip irrigation uh, coming in from the pond rather than having to use our electrically pumped well, you know, Correct. and, and uh, that'll be a savings right there in electricity. And then uh, possibly adding a greenhouse. Possibly to the mix. correct, because you know we we first said, oh, we're going to add a greenhouse, and the deeper we get into this, the more questions we're asking each other. Now, how is it we would use a greenhouse? 
and we need to give that some more thought to make sure right. we really would use it enough to justify the expense and the energy inputs it would take. Right. So uh, that's, that's it. And we'll be talking about all of these developments over the next year or so as we get things going. In the meantime, it's, we've run out of time, and we want to wish you a good week and tell you that we look forward to seeing you next week. You've been listening to Long Leaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. We'd love to hear from you. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log, check in with Lee and Amanda, and talk with other listeners. That's longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.